couple of quick plugs before we start today's show. If you want to follow us on Twitter, our handle is at Narbos Podcast. If you want to email us, our email address is narbosandbroomheads at gmail.com. Hit us up with your comments on future episodes of Degrassi Junior High and Degrassi High. And if you want to be on a future episode, let us know as well and we'll try to set something up. You can also uh, follow our show on all of the podcast platforms, including iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and uh, Spotify. So please give us a follow and subscribe on any of those sites, and uh, you will be able to get us pushed to you every single week. The theme music for this show is brought to you by a band called Ew, You're a Girl and Girls Suck. They are a punk band from here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, and their Bandcamp page is iagags.bandcamp.com. That's E-Y-A-G-A-G-S dot bandcamp.com. They used to watch Degrassi episodes when they took breaks from recording back in the 90s. Uh, anyways, that's about it for the plugs. Let's get to this week's episode. No one talks to me. All they do is stare. Come on, man, relax. You made my parents mad at me. No, I didn't. Relax. You messed it up. You made me go to your house. It wouldn't have happened if I'd gone to the movie. You couldn't have stopped it. Yeah, you think you're so smart. What do you know? I should have gone to the movie. Wheels, no one knew they were gonna die. If you would have gone, you would have been dead too. You don't want to be dead. Yes, I do. Folks, we're back with more Narbos and Broomheads. We're covering Can't Live With Them, Part 2. And uh, I can tell you right now, Courtney is in a surly mood. Uh, we... Oh, just wait to hear the story about me and my surly mood. It's <laughs> so, going to take at least 20 minutes. We've got your whole gang here. Well, not the whole gang. Arlo and James are still not with us. But don't you worry, because we have packed the show with all your other... Narbos and Broomhead pals, including me. My name is Alan, and on Twitter you can find me at Slip with Five Eyes, and on Instagram you can find me at Slip with Five Eyes, and on Twitter you can find this show at Narbos Podcast. And now, who's my grumpy pal out there who wants to talk? <laughs> it's me, Grumpy Courtney. I am here reluctantly. At Grumpy Courtney sixty nine on Twitter. <laughs> sixty nine, of course. Nice. That's where you can find me. Uh, no, you check me out on Instagram if you want at Courtney twelve ninety three. More importantly, go check out our podcast account at Narbos and Broomheads Podcast. We have a solid thirty eight person following. Are you going to be the fortieth? Who knows. Who knows? Who knows? Could it be me? Could it be? Oh, um, oh, hey. <laughs> I believe last episode Ted promised to let us know uh, a secret follower he had, but he did never divulge that information. Hey, everybody! My name is Ted, and you can follow me at Instagram. I'll say wa three. That's W H A three, and possibly or probably not. 
due to this uh, due to this podcast, I have a new follower, and no, it's not firewood from Russia. No, it's not knives, uh, <laughs> superb knives. No, no, we have a new follower, which is Clara five nine nine zero, and there's three sultry pictures of this lady, and she only has Ooh. three posts, so it's totally real. Three hundred eighteen followers, and she's following one thousand ninety eight people. And I'm um, and looking into. Let's just very briefly in my own introduction look into some of the comments that people are saying to these sultry pictures of this totally real person. Let's see if we can bring him up. One is by Adam Granger, uh, and I won't say the number. And he says adorable. Second one is. Something Gmail heart and then a emoji face with two hearts for eyes and then there's this Dan Marin guy oh 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 face and then a rose so <laughs> anyways I am not following this person but this person tried to follow me they're totally not a person but anyways I'm Ted so hello <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's great guys. I am Barry. Oh, no. You can follow me on Twitter at Barry R. Flynn. I have Instagram. I don't have a fucking clue how to use it, and I don't know my name, so I'm not going to get that out. <laughs> you I look at my Instagram now. There's a picture of an album from Slip, and that's the only thing that's on there that I know what to look at. You started off really quiet, and then you got louder, so I don't know what you did, but <laughs> we were about to warn you about it, and then you came in loud yeah, and clear. I came back. I came back. Yeah. It was a crescendo. I literally started to text them and then back, then backspace. That's gone. Nah, it's fine. <laughs> uh, so we are going to go with part two of Degrassi's third season, the first episode, Can't Live With Them, part two. This one aired on... Oh, where did it air? Let me go to the Degrassipedia. November 7th, 1988. Uh, uh, same as part one. Yeah. Jan Moore, Kit Hood did this one again. Uh, they did the whole thing, of course. And we, when we last left the previous episode, we had the <clears throat> tragic moment where Wheels is grandma that we did not laugh at for 10 minutes in our last <laughs> episode at all. Uh, never happened. Yeah, is telling Wheels that his parents have died, a drunk driver has killed them in a car accident, and that's where we leave things off. So we are now dealing with the aftermath here, Can't Live With Them Part 2. And also, we are getting, of course, the first days of school in this new Degrassi setup. Grade 7s, Grade 8s, Grade 9s. We have Borden High. We have Clutch. We're going to have another Woo! very, very big debut in this show involving Clutch. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, should we get into it? Actually, Let's before we... Oh. Just one oh, thing. No. But, but, what, what, sorry, just right before, because uh, speaking of last episode, right before we actually got uh, contacted by Warner Brothers Music because we uh, broke into a four-part harmony of uh, I'll Be Missing You, uh, Puff Daddy, <laughs> and Courtney was Faith Evans, <laughs> and we got the clicks and the finger snaps. Anyways, it was a tribute to uh, Wheels' parents. So, anyways, I, we've been contacted. I believe, Alan, uh, you were saying you got an email saying cease and desist. Please take this down offline. So, anyways, it was edited out. But, uh, anyways, it was it was on point. It was beautiful. I think I, all will agree. I think it was beautiful. We should start. We should start a Patreon account, and if you join it, you'll get a, the recording. Uh -huh. <laughs> 
You'll get all the extended, extended versions that we're mm-hmm. talking about here. Yep. Just sponsor us for $100 a month. And it was it was a rap, and the rap breakdown by uh, Pop Daddy was uh, about Wheels' parents. Had to do with, um, uh, what was it? Uh, I'm, 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 I'm trying to figure out what was it about. I can't remember. I'm, they talk about so how bad their sex time. life is. and Yeah, bad sex they, life. They do puzzles uh, and listen to shit music. Yeah, uh, uh, Pacific, uh, the uh, soundtrack, I think it was, uh, what was it? Perry Pacific? Como. Perry, Perry Como. Como was in there. Uh, yeah, no, it was, it was great. By it, the it way, was, it was... these people are dead in storyline, everybody, as we crack wise <laughs> again. <laughs> That's <laughs> why we sang the song. What stupid we dead parents. We miss you. <laughs> we miss you. Don't get caught off again. We already got caught off. You missed out on about 20 minutes of a... Uh, acapella song so uh so we start the episode off with a montage of the previous in- a show just in case you forgot what happened uh we go through everything in the last show and if you have not caught our last episode first of all just go listen to it if you have four hours of time right Courtney? <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, but, fuck you, buddy. uh here's the uh here's the 10 second version new School year at Degrassi. Everybody shows up. Bartholomew Bond is there. Clutch is there. Wheels' parents die. They record a demo tape. That's what happens. Tessa's happened. there. Tessa. Oh, so what you miss is that a bunch of assholes start talking about a lot of shit that doesn't matter, and then blame Courtney for it. But that's just a, that's just a sidebar. <laughs> Told you she was grumpy. Everybody, let's keep going. Uh, <laughs> Joey arrives at school. He is listening to the Zit Remedy demo that they have put together, and he is singing the song as well. So he's singing the song that he is singing in, that he is listening to, that they recorded the night before. Snake shows up and tells Joey that Wheels' parents called the police last night because, of course, Snake doesn't know. He saw the police car and left before the news was sprung on Wheels. And then Snake almost goes into Mr. Radich's class, but Joey's like, dude, your class is upstairs because you're not a failure. Joey boots Arthur from his desk again. Arthur, of course, is sitting in the back of the class with Yick, and we get the old... Because we have to repeat this joke, apparently. Joey tells Arthur, get out. Arthur goes to the front. Radich immediately comes into the class and tells them to switch spots, and we get do 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 do. There you go. That's right. Arthur's theme, but not done by Christopher Cross. That was my. That was. I figured you would enjoy that album. The best that you can do. Uh, Radich announces after we get this goofy lighthearted scene we immediately go into Radich telling everybody that he has sad news a parent's uh, sorry a student's parents passed away the night before it is Derek Wheeler aka Wheels he talks about collecting flowers and of course puts a student in charge of collecting money Uh, maybe Arthur's like I have money almost over a million dollars I'm not rich, though. No, no. I'm going to donate my white scarf to this. It's worth uh, a lot of money. He, he stuffs it into the donation box. Like, yeah. Joop, joop, joop. See what you can get for this. I, don't, I have 10 of them at home. <laughs> Joey is sad uh, as, mm-hmm. we, uh, as we go through this. So then so we sad. go to, okay, like, 
I've been to a few funerals. I haven't been to any outdoor funerals. Um, so maybe I just don't understand the protocol here. But we, we go to the funeral for Wheels' parents. There are people standing around this, this grave. The, the caskets are there. And Joey, Snake, Michelle, Radich, Miss Avery, Spike, Liz, and the twins are all there from the school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And before, and, Radish said that family only wanted close friends at the funeral. Yeah, and so yes. there's a few. That includes of Radish and Avery. Well, and like, when <laughs> when did Liz hang out with Wheels? Exactly. Yeah, so well, that's, that's... Joey tried to bang her, so I guess that's why she... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the connection. So as this funeral is going on, the twins are whispering to each other about why isn't Wheels crying? Like, cry, Wheels, Cry! Um, and then, you know, they go through the whole service and then the service ends and everyone just fucking leaves. Like no one says anything to wheels, anything to the grandparents, no one. They're just like service is done and they all walk away. Mm-hmm. And that's the part where it's like, that wouldn't happen. Right. Not only do they walk away, they walk away and start asking, why wasn't wheels crying? And Spike tells Liz that she'd be scared, or she is scared, and doesn't know what she'd do if her mom would if her mom died. And yeah, and, that, and that's it. It's just done. Like the service is over, and and, and they all leave. If Spike says, "I'd be I'd be so I I wouldn't know what to do if my mom died," and Liz is like, "Yeah, me too." And I have a weird suspicion since Liz is this ball of rage. She was referring to Spike's mom, like not her own mom, being like, yeah, I wouldn't know what to do if your mom died. But my mom, I'd be like, peace. Hey, man, we met her mom. Her mom works uh, nights and Liz can have boys over, remember? Her mom oh, works at Swiss Chalet. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, mom. Like, I, I wouldn't get no more quarter chicken dinners if my mom died. <laughs> what would I do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yikes. Uh, Wheels' grandma is now we're at Wheels' place and she's looking through an album mm-hmm. and the telephone rings. She picks it up and she tells Wheels it's Joey, but Wheels doesn't want to talk. Mm-hmm. And uh, then Wheels' grandma. Do we ever get her fucking name or do I have to call her Wheels' grandma for like the next two years? I'm. Pr- I don't remember getting her name. I think it's Wheels' grandma. <sighs> Fuck. I'm gonna look at the. the Swear to Google, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to the featured characters just to see if we can get something here. Again, it- if fucking Arlo was here, she would know this shit. Mm-hmm. God damn it. Yeah. Why do we not have Arlo for like this of all episodes? Right. She'd be like, actually, Arlo's grandma. Uh, yes, I know about her. She also played. Um, so-and-so on Unsolved Mysteries. Her name is uh, Dolores. I, I, I think her name is Brittany. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was She Brittany. also owns a bookstore downtown Magical Toronto, Magical. and she's still alive today. I'm sure she's oh. not. Wheels, are you just, are you fibbing? I'm just pretending to be Arlo. <laughs> I really miss her wisdom. I really and miss it. Arlo says, I would, I would go to her store, and I would buy her products. So she says that it's okay to talk and Wheel says he doesn't want to talk, he doesn't want to cry, but then he asks what will happen to him 
And she suggests that maybe he will come to live with them, but they're in a home. So that's weird. <laughs> Uh, so put some so put some flour or chalk dust in your hair wheels and uh, put some glue on your face and then pull it off so you look like an old man and you can live in the home and it's a big ruse. Anyways, do I need to get into another montage? Well, no, we get our like? next we get our next Degrassi spinoff, which is Wheels at the Old Folks Home. No, go exactly. into a montage, please. He's playing cribbage with the old with people. <laughs> They're doing like and old the, folks like ballroom dancing. Yes. Bingo. Bingo. And and the 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 grassy uh, theme is played on like old timey organ. Absolutely, exactly. See you know see this oh shit. Sorry. It's a million dollar idea, sorry. Uh, the microphone's below. Ooh, editing. Okay, no, sorry. So wheels. Uh, wheels wants Billy his grandparents. Dollar. Wheels wants his grandparents to come and live with him, and they say Grandpa can't be away from the home either. So then Wheels says he doesn't want to go to a foster home, and he doesn't want fake parents, which is a weird thing for him to say because, you know, like he's adopted. Like so then they cut to a they cut to a scene where, where uh, Mike Nelson's asleep on a park bench in, in Port Hope with like a newspaper over him. And it's like he shudders and he wakes up as soon as he hears, like, what What happened there? <laughs> hey, big guy, I heard your parents big. died. Now you got a sweet home there in the city. There's you no think, one to live in it. You think that Mike Nelson would, like, totally try to weasel his way into that house? Oh, you got oh. a sweet house. No one living in here? Come on, big guy. Well, you remember how hard he apparently tried to get in touch with wheels the last time but he clearly hasn't tried that hard ever since no so we go to the night uh wheels is dreaming he wakes up and he goes downstairs his parents are coming home from the movie in his dream his mom is confused about the movie she's like i don't go to movies to be confused (laughs) so she's as cool as ever and then Wheels says he's really glad that they're home. He's like, I thought you were dead. And his mom looks at him and is like, Wheels, <laughs> we are dead. And, uh, we are dead. And we get the car crash noise. And I took a picture of this scene and put it onto our Twitter page at Narbos Podcast and said, ghost parents make their appearance in this, uh, in this movie or in this so show. Good. Yeah. Uh, so then we go to the next day at school. Nancy and Kathleen are still aggressively campaigning for student council president on the front stairs of the school. And I'm assuming that this conversation that we're about to talk about was not on the uh, edited version of the show. But we get Bart, Tholomew Bond, and Scooter. They are having a fantastic conversation about, first of all, Superman versus Spider-Man. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Barth- I noted this. Oh, Bartholomew likes Superman because he has superpowers, and he thinks that Spider-Man sucks because he has a girlfriend, and they do, quote, mushy stuff, which is Bartholomew speak for they be fucking. Mm-hmm. Scooter yeah. says that he is smarter than Bart because he is in grade eight and was accelerated, to which Bart replies... That just shows that there are flaws in the educational system, which for Bart is a fucking sick burn. 
Absolutely. To use the 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 sentence flaws in the education system as a grade seven, it's like, no, oh, that's yeah, that's intense. Oh, I loved it. And I loved even more what happens next. Who wants to say it? Someone makes an appearance in something. Come on. Come on. Speak up. I'm going to say it. You do it. It's a, tag, the hot tag goes to Alan. In capital letters, we see Clutch's fucking car for the first time. <laughs> Woo-hoo! Yeah. We got the horn. Uh, he pulls up in his fucking sweet-ass car. Does someone want to describe the car? Oh, my God. I wish I could, but every time I watch it, I just slot off my chair, and I never really get to see it. <laughs> so it's basically like a blue car and then somebody has been playing paintball around the car for hours and so we just get spatterings of paint all over it right so good yep maybe from what i hear Uh, it it has a because it has a like a visor tint type thing it says mustang and i was like I've been looking this up going, is that really a Mustang? Because it's, I don't know, it's, it's, it's a stretch. It's, uh, I don't know if it is myself. So, anyways, yeah, it's, uh, I don't you're know. Question, it's, it's you're questioning car. Clutch's car? I am. I don't, I don't know if it's a actual Mustang. I don't know if it's like, I know the, the, the 60s ones, but like if it was a 76, well, I'm literally looking at my phone, Mustang car, 1980, but, uh. Anyways, I'll, I'll get back at my uh, my research. Go ahead. <laughs> if only we had Arlo once again. Uh, <laughs> Seriously. Lucy gets out of the car. She hugs Paul goodbye. So Paul and Lucy also in the car with Clutch. Uh, LD notices this, and she's kind of cracking some jokes. And she says that uh, Lucy tells LD that she's going to be going to a movie with Paul on Saturday. And LD says that she thought they were going to the movies but LD is okay if Lucy goes with Paul because, of course, this is the first time that Lucy is ditching LD, but not the last. <laughs> so Wheels mm-hmm. is at school, and Joey reaches out to say hi to him. And are you ready to get your drinks ready? Because Wheels says, don't touch me. Oh, oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> Uh, Joey gives Wheels a copy of the demo tape uh, The tape that they were recording As his parents were dying So (laughs) Oh my god What a great set (laughs) Just saying Wheels says he doesn't want the stupid tape Or the stupid band He tosses the tape It smashes into the wall The tape is in pieces And Joey goes and he picks up And for you kids out there That is what we used to listen to music on Mm Mm-hmm they're a lot more durable than that, though. Yeah, like it wouldn't smash that easily, right? No. No. Uh, Alexa comes into Mr. Garcia's class, and she tells everybody that Wheels is back, and the students have a big debate over what they're going to say to him. LD says it's good to talk about it and references her mom dying and that it was good to talk, but BLT says he is not going to bring it up. And then Wheels shows up, and they all just stare at him like he's a zoo animal. <laughs> One guy says, I don't want to share any pain. Is that the Chester Cheeto guy who says that? 
Oh, I don't know. Oh, good point. There was a guy there, like, the, he's, he, maybe he's in pain. I don't want to share any pain. I think it was that, Chester T, the guy from last from the season finale the, last year. Is that the tall guy with the sprockets haircut? Yes. Uh, <laughs> with the flop? Yeah. <laughs> I know that's a pull. That's a whole Saturday Night Live skit. But, yeah, like, he was like, uh. I, but I do, I do have to say about this. I think the ideas that were thrown out in discussing grief were actually, they, they, were, they were on it for this. Because, like, ideas, they, I don't know if they really threaded them really well, but just saying, like, certain things, like, it was very much taking internal thoughts and putting it out as kids saying them. So I thought it was good, like, in dealing with grief. Now, that said, Alan, to your point, they did treat him like a zoo animal. It's like connection is what helps in grief, and it's not just like, ugh, I can't do that, ugh. Gross. So he he comes in. They all just stare at him, and then the tension is quickly broken because Mr. Garcia shows up, yes. uh, tells Wheels it's good to see him. Wheels goes and six, sits next to Snake, who just can't look at him. Yeah, how can Snake? So we're then in the cafeteria. Spike and Liz are talking, and Spike says it's great to be back to school, but she didn't get to go to a party all summer long. And uh, she explains that she met somebody who takes care of Emma during the day. And then at night when that person is working, she takes care of their kid and she has no money. And Shane overhears all this. And Spike is the only student at Degrassi who has no money. And it's also too bad that Arthur didn't knock her up because he's got money. <laughs> oh, that baby would have been wrapped up in genuine leather swaddles and <laughs> so many white scarves. <laughs> so many white scarves. She just would have slept in a bundle go of white ahead. scarves. You poop in that white scarf. That's fine. Just go ahead. Go ahead, son <laughs> or daughter. <laughs> I got I got a hundred of them at back at my house. <laughs> so speaking of Arthur, we get Arthur and Yick. Arthur tells Yick that he now has a trust account that kicks in when he's twenty one. He is invested in a company and is watching their stock, and he may get a new computer. And we get an introduction here of Dorothy. Whoa. Dorothy says hi to Arthur, and he tells her to buzz off. He is basically now Stephanie K, and Dorothy is playing young Arthur. Continue the cycle. Go ahead. And he tells Yick that she is his cousin, and Yick comments that they look alike, and in real life, they are brother and sister. Hey, hey. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. So that, so that comment is a little bit of a wink to all of you. Yes. Thank uh, you. Uh, Nancy and Kathleen are walking together and comment that either one of them will be a better president than Stephanie, which is true. <laughs> yes. Uh, and mostly because nobody wants to see them in uh, revealing clothing. <laughs> oh my god Jesus I'm glad you said it Holy shit Yep Hi-yo. Uh She says Kathleen says to Melanie that her campaign Isn't going all that well but Melanie Comments there's only two of them running So if she loses she's still going to be Vice president Which uh, is Don't worry Kathleen I'll still be vice president <laughs> It's weird how the democracy in this school works Like you don't have a vote for vice president. The president doesn't choose vice president. You're just the loser gets vice president. That's <laughs> yeah, how exactly. it works. 
Um, I will take this moment to give a shout out to somebody on our Instagram account who pointed out that the Melanie imitation that they heard on our podcast was hilarious. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Do it again. What was that? (laughs) I'm doing a Sean Connery. What was that? (laughs) How does she talk? (laughs) How does she talk? Oh, I lost it. I lost it. It's Sean Connery slash Melanie. (laughs) Oh, my God. Crossover. (laughs) (laughs) Can't wait. What a hunk, Sean Connery. Such a hunk. Uh, Wheels is eating by himself in the cafeteria. (laughs) And Miss Avery asks him how he's doing. Meanwhile, Snake and Joey say they feel bad, even though they aren't talking to him. Yeah, Snake's an asshole who just cannot muster up the, like, empathy to talk to his best friend about how his parents just fucking died. (laughs) I noted, Wheels is, like, right there. Yeah. (laughs) Fucking snake. So BLT comes up to him, and he's like, you guys want to shoot some baskets? And Snake, who won't fucking talk to Wheels, but all of a sudden is like, don't you have any feelings? (laughs) (laughs) Don't you know it's better just to, like, say nothing? And look the other way. Just don't do anything with your life right now, asswipe. Get out of here. Uh, BLT says that he feels terrible, which is why he needs to shoot some baskets. And that is hoops the, make everything better. And that is actually probably the most honest statement of this episode, going, I feel this thing. I don't know what to do with it. I deal with it by distracting myself, by dealing with something else. And I was like, no, that, that's good. But, like, it's not, I don't know, it's helpful for a BLT, but, uh, yeah. At least he's doing yeah. something. At least yeah. he's doing something. Yeah, Wheels' yeah. best friend sitting 10 feet away, staring at him like, like he said, he's a zoo <laughs> animal. It's probably the worst possible thing they could do for him. And he's, like, looking like, ugh, with Snake's old face. And he's like, what? Ugh, what? And looking Bar- away and Bar- talking to other people. And Snake fucking, like, even knows, like, he, it's not like he's unaware. He then comments. He doesn't know what the matter is with him. He's like, Wheels is my friend, but he still won't look or talk to the guy. So he's like, I should talk to him. I really should. I'm a dick if I don't. Well, see ya. Hmm. Can't yeah. do it anyways. It's like, what and year then... is it? What year is it? Is it? Oh, it's 1988. Okay, it's going to be three more years before I can go. Not... You know, he's like, he's like, oh, I can't make that joke. And by the time it's actually spoken of on a podcast in 2020, it's going to really be old. (laughs) It's not funny. (laughs) It's almost ironic funny. And maybe it will turn and it will be funny again. (laughs) And in the like extended, extended, extended version, instead of like confronting wheels, Snake just goes off and starts like, getting all horned up with all the girls he sees. <laughs> uh-huh. And he starts, like, asking inappropriate questions of all the chicks. Exactly. He can't and, deal with anything else. And he's like, hey, show me your tits. <laughs> again, glad you said Nancy. It. <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck. <laughs> she yeah. follows our you podcast. Want my vote? <laughs> like, you want my mm-hmm. vote? Let's see him. Let's see him right now. <laughs> oh, I'm just checking the Twitter account and the... Uh, Instagram is saying that all our uh, followers went to zero. Okay. That's fair. Anyways, it's been a slice. Peace. Sorry, Alan. Uh, We done. 
Punk Your Podcast. We've been canceled. It's all good. Uh-oh. It was going to happen eventually. Like, look at us. We, we, we so canceled. Damn it. Right before we had Kevin Spacey on next episode, we already got canceled. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin Spacey? <laughs> I think you mean Kevin Smith. <laughs> yeah. Okay, it's not fucking K-Pax. We had Kevin Smith on. That's who we want. <laughs> that no, is, I meant... Yeah. I meant Spacey because he's canceled. Oh, I see. Okay. Uh, we're leaving school now. Arthur and Yick are leaving, and Arthur says to Yick that he could be kidnapped and held for ransom. And I'm like, not for fucking like $20 million would I kidnap this <laughs> fucking little dweeb. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, he, asks, he asks Yick if they want to get a milkshake, and Yick is like, yeah, you're buying, right? Because <laughs> uh, you're so rich. And again, we are we are actually kind of like this is the end of this storyline, and we're okay for now. But there are the seeds of uh, tension here with these two, which will play out. Yes, yeah, it's a great start to their to their undoing. Uh, LD and Lucy are leaving the school, and uh, they're talking about Paul. And Lucy comments that she likes Paul, but doesn't really like his friend very much. Oh, that'll change. Uh, Clutch then pulls up in his car. Again, amazing. And so good. Paul asks if she wants a lift. And LD is like, we're supposed to be going to the mall. And uh... <laughs> <laughs> leave her alone. <laughs> Which, if you think about it, if you think about Lucy's past, why would you want to go anywhere like where they're shopping with Lucy? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, She's so, trying to impress Paul. She's like, hey, watch what I can do. Yeah, so she uh, she actually blows off LD and gets a ride with Clutch and Paul, and they leave. And again, sowing the seeds for what's coming up, I think, in the next episode. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Spike and Liz are walking, and Shane shows up to give half of his allowance to Spike. He says he will also get a part-time job and he says it's kind of like child support. He needs the rest of it, though, for, like, bus money and stuff. And because <laughs> these kids don't have any means to get to school, I guess. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, suddenly, yeah, they need public transport. Yep. Uh, so how, how much of this could have really been? Like, what, what's an allowance for a grade 9 in, in 1988? In Degrassi, $500 a week. <laughs> 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 totally. Uh, Spike thanks him, and again, we get a hint here that, uh, you know, maybe good things are going to come from these people. Of course, uh, stuff's going to happen down the road. Maybe. Uh, we get Wheels going to his locker. Joey is waiting there to talk with him. And Wheels is very upset and says Snake won't talk to him and that nobody wants to talk to him. Well, Joey is there to talk to him. Uh, he shoves Joey. And Joey says, relax. And then Wheel says, you made my parents mad at me. Uh, and then Ooh. Joey to make things, or no, uh, Wheels also says, you know, if I'd gone to the movie with them, my parents wouldn't have died. And Joey, using logic, but kind of at the worst time, is like, if you went to the movie, you'd be dead too. So... <laughs> <laughs> Joey's like, maybe you should be thanking so me. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> I saved your fucking life, Wheels. Yeah. Uh, he says, yeah. Wheels, you don't want to be dead, do you? And Wheels is like, I do wish I was dead. 
And then Aww. he beats up Joey, and this is a pretty weak beating. Like, remember the fight yeah. with Dwayne and Wheel or and Joey, and like it was really well coordinated and done, uh, done done really well. I felt that this beating uh, Wheels pulled a lot of his punches. The first shot was pretty solid, one to the guts, but after that, it was pretty weak. Yeah. So Joey is turtling in the corner. Wheels is like. I just wish I was dead. And then he does. He look at his hands like Bob Backlund. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. And he's like, "I'm going crazy. I'm going crazy." And then he pounds the lockers and runs away, like a crazy, like Bob Backlund would do. Yeah, just runs away from the scene. Uh, Joey is still down, and we get a voice, and I don't know whose it is, but they're like, "Joey, are you okay?" It was Caitlin, I think. Well, was it Caitlin? I think so. She was at our locker looking at him. Oh, okay. Well, then, Caitlin. Caitlin looking out for Joey. Then we're foreshadowing, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, wheels. Or was it Tessa looking at him? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wheels is at the grave site, and his grandma shows up, and they are talking, and they say that they wish it could be the same. And Wheels admits that he sees ghost parents at night, like they're real. Mm -hmm. yep. And his grandma says the same thing and tells Wheels that she thinks that sometimes she is going crazy. And that is, of course, the eureka moment for Wheels where he's like, I'm not alone in this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then they break into you are not alone. <laughs> I'm here for oh, that's not. Oh, the, you're gonna get us knocked version. off the podcast channel. Yeah. Oh <laughs> shit. <laughs> um, he tells his grandma that him and his parents were fighting before all of this happened, and his grandma and I'm sure Courtney, you love this, Derek. They didn't die because you had a fight. Oh my god! <laughs> That's such a good impersonation. Derek. <laughs> oh god. I oh my, my god. daughter. Yeah, like, I didn't want my daughter to die before me, Derek. And then oh she my cried. god! It's like the anti ASMR. It's like the opposite. Whatever that soothing feeling people feel. Alan, what you just did is like the exact opposite of that. Does, like, does she ever not talk like that? Like, I feel like uh, she'd be like, no. Derek, will no, you pick no. us up a pizza? <laughs> oh, my uncle's really though. hungry, Derek. <laughs> I would have preferred pepperoni, <laughs> Derek. Oh, so bad. The descent. The, uh. the descent. I hate uh. her. I think it's just because she plays such a good role, but fuck, she pisses me off. Like, I feel like she only has one mode, which is, like, forlorn, right? Like, yeah. she's never just like, like, Derek, like, take the fucking garbage out. It's always like, yeah. Derek. Derek, cut your fucking hair. Yeah. Derek, why are you Derek. wearing so much denim, Derek? Derek, could your jeans be any tighter, Derek? <laughs> Derek, that's going to restrict your... Uh, your semen, you probably aren't going to be able to impregnate someone, Derek. No, it's more like, Derek, you're not going to get any semen going. Derek. Derek. Yeah. <laughs> right. Derek, close the door to me and your grandpappy's yeah, bedroom because I got to get my swerve on. 
<laughs> so his grandma then cries and uh, Wheels comforts her. They hug at the gravesite. And, uh, and again, at this point, if you're watching this and not knowing what's going to happen in the future, you're like, all right, Wheels has turned that corner. Happy times are ahead for this kid. Can't wait. Nope. <laughs> we'll see. No. You're wrong, bitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the next day, we have the kids campaigning on the steps again for the candidates very aggressively. Uh, Kathleen yep. at one point physically pushes Nancy's arm out of the way to give out pamphlets. Oh, yeah. This is good. Uh, did anybody notice Nancy's uh, sign? It, it described Nancy with uh, five words. Yes, no. I did notice that. What uh, did it say, Barry? It said, nice, attentive, never late, concerned, your friend. <laughs> <laughs> and all that's that stuff, Nancy. That's Nancy. That's, that's her. Kathleen's, Kathleen's, the first word was cunt with a K. <laughs> 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 I'm only saying, you know, we've never actually said that word, but, you know, James suggested it, not me. And it, and I can say it because it's with a K, so it's not the real exactly. bad word. Yeah. Yeah. Loopholes. Uh, Joey s- shows up to school. He is doing a good job of selling uh, the uh, beating. I wrote the exact same down, yeah. yeah. Joey selling injuries. Yeah. Uh, the effects of also, the beating. Also, also, before Ka- Kathleen, when she was campaigning, she goes, hey, everybody, vote early and vote often. So she's trying to rig the election. <laughs> <laughs> Ten votes each, everybody. Here we go. Hi, uh, uh, Wheels shows up. He says hello. He apologizes for what happened, and Joey is like, "It's okay, buddy." It, well, he's not actually that chipper. He's like, "It's all right. If you want to beat me up, it's all good." And uh, Joey has made Wheels another copy of the death tape. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh no! Special edition. <laughs> Everybody wants something, and that is to die. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> the, the new lyrics. Uh, Wheels. That's, re- that's a remix. Uh, Wheels takes the tape, and he's like, "Thanks." You know, I might even listen to it sometime. And you know, like again, it's still a little awkward with the two of them, but we can see that the tension is uh, breaking up here. And yeah. then uh, the bell rings, and they're about to part ways when Wheels stops Joey and says, Joey, um, I'm really scared. And Joey says, oh, man. And then they give themselves, they, they give a big hug. Mm-hmm. Aww. Which I think is super cute. It's kind of the first time that we're seeing, like, characters showing that kind of emotion for each other. It's like, you know, we're friends, but, like, we're really friends. Like, I actually give a shit about you kind of friends. Yeah. Yes, 100%. Yeah. And, like, the storyline till this point totally made sense, right? Like, Wheels is scared, pissed, doesn't know how to feel. But at the end of the day, he's got his boy, he's got his bud. They're going to yes. hug it out. Yeah, for now. Uh, for now, yes, of course. It's always for now. Yeah, so they uh, they give the big hug. And uh, that's the end. The episode is over. Dee 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 dee. Mm-hmm. Wheels is gonna live happily ever after. Mm-hmm. Uh, Just kidding. That's not gonna False happen. False advertising. Uh, <laughs> so there you go on the DegrassiPedia.fandom.com, the lesser of the Degrassipedia pages. Uh, we get this is a con- conclusion of the previous episode. Although Wheels is still deeply affected by the death of his foster parents. And this is continued throughout the season and the immediate series to follow. Of course, that would be Degrassi High. So there you go. Um, 
We also note uh, there's a couple of new characters who are introduced here who I wanted to mention. Arlo wanted to make sure that we talked about uh, Trudy Owens. Yes. Uh, She says, this is Arlo's words. Uh, She says, one tidbit I did dig up, which would be a shame to waste, is the introduction of this character with the rad hair, reverse mullet business in the back, party in the front. The character's name is Trudy Owens, in case you were wondering. <laughs> Classic background character. So Trudy introduced. Yes. Um, we also get, uh, let's see, who do we have here? Al- we already had, like, Amy and Allison. Uh, yes, the lots, best. Lots of characters with a single name who I don't quite remember. We have Joy. Uh, yeah. Uh, who That's is- why I was really depending on Arlo to be here, because I feel like she would, like, give us. All the info we don't have. Uh, we have Mark. We have Dorothy, who we talked about. Uh, we have Nicole. I'm just looking at pictures of these people to figure out who the fuck they are. Nicole's a so, student. Oh, yeah, go. Well, so in last episode, when the grade nines go to Borden for their orientation, the, the leader of one of the groups, that's Nicole. Uh, the leader of the group that had wheels and snake in it, her name's Nicole. And the leader of the other group who had, like, Lucy and, and Spike and Liz, that's Glenn. And they are both credited um, in the closing credits with, with roles. Do so. we know what happens with Glenn down the road? Anyone? Okay, so I was wondering if it was Glenn, a.k.a. Snake's older gay brother, but it's not. It's a different Glenn. So this Glenn, in Taking Off Part 1 is credited as drug dealer, which kind of avoids <laughs> yeah, placing yeah. a name on him being indirectly involved with Shane getting brain damage. So he may have been <gasps> the one to sell the... Uh, Whoa. The acid? The acid, What? Yeah. What? what? Yeah. He looks mm-hmm. so innocent. I guess that's what they were doing in the music room when they <laughs> weren't actually playing music. Saucies. They were dealing acid yeah so uh, a whole bunch of things are happening and uh we're really set up at this point for a hell of a season uh more of clutch in this car and i mean that's all that courtney cares about at this point like what? sorry what <laughs> did you fall off your chair <laughs> yeah sorry just, uh, I was... climb back on it <laughs> She was just yeah, looking was, uh... at Google search images of Clutch's car. <laughs> She's like, yeah. I actually did. I, I shared this with the boys earlier this week, but I totally checked out Clutch on LinkedIn and he is there. He went on to be like a somewhat like famous like film editor. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, he's he's still looking pretty good. <laughs> The character who played Clutch did not go to the Degrassi convention last summer. He was not there. His car was no. not there. It was very Son unfortunate. Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. I'm going to try and get him on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to message him and see if he wants to come on the show. His car was trying to get in. It's like, hey, man, I was on the show. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, show us your credentials. Look at the, look at those spots on my side. Like no man, get the get get out of here, you deadbeat! <laughs> and like, and just like kind of drove away. What's that away. show, Night Rider, oh, with uh, Hasselhoff and his car is a person? Kit. Kit. It's like yeah, Clutch's cool. car is the same. Another like, spinoff, right? <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, like, let me, let me shine. Uh-huh. Clutch, let me shine. It could be like Knight Rider, but done on like junkyard instruments, like old, <laughs> old, old drums and stuff like that, like wrenches and yeah, things like old radiators. So it's the exact same thing as Knight Rider, but it's just done in that the junkyard style. But it's about Clutch's car. I think that's yeah. Right. As and much as his car is mad, he's like, I'm not the one who drives me drunk. You are. <laughs> I'm not drunk. You're drunk. And the car is like, well, I'm drunk, too. But you're drunker. And it's like, oh. <laughs> as, <laughs> as, <laughs> is that the theme to Green Acres? We can't use that. It's like, it's copyrighted. And watch, like, still after all these years, that show was on in the 60s. The car is like, I don't know. I'm a car. I don't keep track of Copyright law, anyways, and so on and so forth, and continue on, and credits, and yes, and I will sell that idea for five million dollars. So come at me, Hollywood. As much as I sold to Kevin Spacey, our guest host, (laughs) and as much as Courtney loves Clutch, I think a Clutch spinoff series would be really fucking boring. Like I just don't imagine his life to be all that interesting when you think about it. I don't care what happens to Clutch. I do want to delve into this. So, Alan, give us, break us off a piece of what you think Clutch's life would be like. I just listen. I will tell you. No, what hey, I... don't don't defend your boyfriend. Hey, lady, you step back. It's not about your boyfriend, Clutch. I asked All Alan. Right. All right, you relax. Don't be like the the girl who comes up chest first into a fight. Between two guys and like goes you 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 gotta you gotta say this and don't you fight my boyfriend so just <laughs> step aside but I'm I'm not doing it like just just let him let him talk uh, and now that you've given me that intro I don't really have a lot to say <laughs> I just think Clutch would just sit around with his friends and talk about stupid things but not in a funny like Kevin Smith kind of way uh just really fucking boring shit like i just i just don't see it with him i don't know how you don't see what i see (laughs) (laughs) what do you see you know what Courtney? tell us what you see please (laughs) listen clutch is like by far the hottest guy in this whole series he drives a kick-ass car it's all fucking spray painted who knows why we don't know there can only be amazing explanations to why his car is the way it is. Like there's no, there's no boring explanation out of this scenario. Mm-hmm. He obviously is living this amazing life and you guys just don't want to hear about it. Is he though? He's basically driving around his buddy and his girlfriend. Like he's his chauffeur. <laughs> like, is that an amazing life? Uh-huh. He is literally uh, the third wheel of this thing. It's like, wheel. Hey, but they need him to... because he got the car. Listen, that's not his fault. That is, uh... And he says the ball. He's like, oh, that minor niner. But then he, later he's driving around Lucy and and Paul. He's like, oh, I guess, oh, I guess so. <laughs> so he's <laughs> kind of like the butler he turns into, isn't he? Butler was yeah, good. Yeah, and again, yes. We all know he grows up, gets drunk, and tries to assault Lucy. But I like to kind of breeze past that a little bit. Yeah, just fine. It's just who does Paul or Clutch? Clutch. <laughs> yeah, I no. Can't. Clutch. Clutch gets drunk and tries to like gets a little uh, salty with Lucy. 
culture canceled. I mean, he should have been canceled, and I'm not a fan of that particular episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but like- I would find it in myself to forgive him, especially. If he insisted to me that it would never happen again. <laughs> yes. Because, <laughs> hey, everybody, we've solved domestic abuse. That's a just, great message just to everybody. Out there. Okay, kids, just listen. Don't listen to me. I was just kidding. Alan, edit this out. Can we add something to the first of the podcast to say all of this is not legally binding? So you the views of Courtney do not represent Narbos and Broomheads podcast. <laughs> yes. Listen, fuckers. You guys had talked for an hour and 45 minutes when I was hosting. It's my turn now. <laughs> all right. Well, show's over, everybody. We'll uh, see. <laughs> Uh, I do want to know, uh, as a setup to uh, this season, what your thoughts were. Barry, what do you think? Did you did you think we're we're set up nicely here? Did you enjoy this? Yeah, I think we're off to the races. Really good stuff. Uh, we, you know, you you got the the beginning of the Joey and Caitlin stuff. Really, a lot of hints in there, and that's pretty much resonates throughout the rest of the show, right up to uh, the next generation. Really, when you, when you think about it. Uh, again, you got the the Paul Lucy clutch thing going on there uh wheels' dissension into misery um the zit remedy i mean I, I think this uh first two episodes or this episode along with the first one uh, really does a good job of setting up this season and uh introduced a lot of good stuff a really good episode really good two-parter i enjoyed it all and yeah it was it was good it's Shuts it's everything. it's doing what uh some wrestling companies don't do right like they actually map out this whole season they're like, exactly. or, or at least the first half, like they think about what's going to happen five or six episodes down the road and set you up for it. They're not just making it up as they go along, which is nice. Yeah, this is this is WrestleMania four to WrestleMania five, right? The, the mega powers. Damn right. It's laying it all out. Uh, Courtney, what did you think besides your fondness for clutch? Oh, that's that's my only comment. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Um like I said in the first part of this two banger, uh, this fucking this uh, this season is great. Uh, the storylines ramp up hardcore in intensity. Um, I did I did prefer like part one of this two parter. It just obviously it just had a little bit more to it. Um, but yeah, it was great. I thought it was really del- well done. Like uh, like Ted said, like the grief. Uh, that that wheels was expressing and the uncomfortable reactions that everybody else had to him, like those were on point. Like I feel like that was super realistic. I think kids at that age really don't know how to react to someone who has experienced like such a significant loss. I think it was all super well done. Uh, Ted, what do you think? Yeah, it's true. It's uh, I think it was one of the few things on television in the eighties that actually discussed grief, like. And now, too, what is a TV show on CBC? It's not going to bring you through um, what grief is and, like, really delve into it. Um, like, just just a brief an aside. People often say about the five, the five steps of grief. It's just this commonly, it's a misconception. It, it came out of a... Uh, a report, anyway. So I won't go into it, but it's a it's a report. It was a, uh, a a study came out of a lady saying, or a, she was a doctor. She said, 
about the five steps of grief and what it was was it was actually applied to palliative care patients and it wasn't actually regular people it was like okay it was observ- it was a list of observations some are angry some are uh, at peace some are in denial and but then as society sometimes does they took a thought they took an idea from science and extrapolated it, but it didn't actually make any sense. It's like, no, grief is not a, st- it's not a phase. It's not like, well, step one, step two, step three, step four, step five, ba-ba-boom, we're done. No, uh, grief is a process, and it's something which is unique to every individual. So it's, uh, yeah, it's kind of like, uh, it, like, yeah. Anyways, if uh, I lost my train of thought because it's like it's 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 not just straightforward. It's it's very complex and it's complex to every person. And they did touch on that that in this episode, which I thought was fantastic. You know, I and, I, I, I yeah, I'm totally like I find it realistic that the kids, some kids, wouldn't know or wouldn't talk to to wheels. So I had um, actually around the same time as this, um, there was a guy in the same grade as me. Um, We actually at the time, it was weird because we knew each other. We talked a little bit, but we really weren't friends. We definitely had never hung out. And then his uh, one of his parents died and our vice principal pulled like six or seven of us aside to talk to us about it. And, it, and at first I was weird because I was like, I didn't think that we were friends. And then we actually became friends for uh, a couple of years until we, you know, be, he basically went Yick and I went Arthur. He, he got mm-hmm. all cool and I was a fucking dork. But, and you uh, won the lottery? He, he did not. Uh, I went, I won the lottery, yeah. And you spent a lot of time in the bathroom. Yeah, and I leaked all over the place. Okay, I'm pruning Oh, you uh, still leak all over the place. <laughs> But okay, uh, actually, Sorry. But we, you know, they they actually tried to kind of encourage us to kind of be friend, like you know, be friendlier or whatever. And I, I didn't become friends with him because of this incident. But I do remember that conversation having taken place. But you know, I don't believe that all the school would have ignored this guy. Like Joey would not have been the only person to speak with him. He would have had more people there. So. I find it's realistic that some people would have done that, but um, I, I could see from the point of view of Wheels feeling alone and that no one wanted yes. to speak with him, but I don't actually think that everybody would have just steered away either. Yes. Yeah. But, I mean, like at the same time, the way the series plays out, we are really only introduced to Snake and Joey as his really close friends, right? Like, mm. I think it's somewhat reasonable to see the rest of the cast not really know how to deal with him because you know joey and snake are his best friends uh they both act like gimps um and aren't able to like (laughs) i haven't heard that term in a long time are you allowed to say gimp or do i have to edit that too no i think that's fine because i think it's because i think it's like he's sleeping well, you gotta wake him up then, don't you? Are you still there? Do you agree with this? I'm still here. Yeah. I, I'm just reading. <laughs> I'm going to a site right now. Is "gimp" offensive? Is it okay to call people that? And then someone so, wrote, "The leather mask usually gives it away." So there you go. <laughs> when he's at the grocery store, <laughs> and it's like. But I think 
I think with like even grief, like, and I know there's so many topics people talk about that need to be taught in school, but I think dealing with grief should actually be in some way like threaded throughout the curriculum to, because no matter what you do, you're going to have to deal with grief and it should be such a big part of our society to actually deal with it. Because a thing I noticed with this episode, no one is truly actually helping. I mean, Garcia says to, to wheels, Hey, you can touch base with me. You know, if you need anything that is, but like, Wheels definitely, especially death of both parents, he really needed somebody to take the, you know, the wheel. Hey, Should have been Clutch, by the way. Clutch knows how to handle the wheel. Yeah, somebody, he totally takes the Clutch, just like, what? <laughs> but somebody should, like, to help him deal with the because he's even like by the camera shots, he's physically isolated with with the whole thing. And it's like grief is something that needs connection. It's loss of connection, but then it's like it, it's maintaining connection of some sort. As uncomfortable it as is as it is, it's like. I, but then too, you know, it's it's the eighties, but they they touch on it, which is great. Um, I don't expect Degrassi to be a uh, a, a guide all for everything that you know going through grief is, but they definitely touch on it or some concerns that teenagers would have. So, which is you know, which is good. Well, and we also at this point, it's not only that his parents have died; we don't know what the fuck's going to happen to this kid yet. Like they've addressed, where is he going to live? Who's going to take care Absolutely. of him? Is he going to go off to a foster home? Like. What's the ending for this? We don't know. So he's not just dealing with his death. He doesn't know what's going to happen in his life. Absolutely. Yeah. And I thought that was really well, I mean, well played in a way. Whereas like a, a kid who has two adoptive parents and a, like a grandmother who was very old compared to him. and Very a, annoying. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Very annoying. <laughs> <laughs> and a grandfather, and it's like, well, what are you gonna do? Really, it's yeah, it's uh, it's quite the conundrum. He's gonna tour with the Drifters. That's what's gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> I would. Well, that's the that's the alternate ending in the extended extended version of this episode. Is that Mike fucking Nelson shows up? He's like, hey, big guy. <laughs> Do you think that we could handle an episode of Degrassi with Mike Nelson and Clutch in it? I feel like it's too much. Oh man, the guys would be like it'd be like a mirror image. <laughs> <laughs> so I was thinking about another spin-off that we could that we could do here. I call this show Granny and Clutch. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, lay it on me. You have my full attention. Yeah. <laughs> No, we got Clutch driving around in his car, and then in the passenger seat we have Clutch. Is she in the passenger seat? What are you doing with your hair? I Clutch with the paints all over the car. We need to get it washed. Clutch. Yeah. So I just. What did she say? What does he say? He says. 
right? He says, uh, she's like, Clutch, what are you going to do this weekend? And Clutch is like, party. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like the rest of this writes itself. Like we get a good, a good one and a half seasons out of this before it's canceled. Oh my God. That's the the iconic Clutch line. Party. Party. Clutch and the granny. What is the name? Is that what it's called? Granny and Clutch. Oh, Granny and Clutch. Clutch. Yeah. So and there you go. Yes, this is excellent. I love this. Uh, that's had, a great episode. So if I had Arthur's money, I would lay it all down for this episode. Hit us up this. at Narbo's Podcast on Twitter with your Degrassi spin-off ideas. I'd love to hear uh, all your ideas. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, and we will talk about them on our next show where we're going to cover episode three. A big girl now. I hate that title. That makes that title kind of makes me a little so sick. You're a big girl now. Uh, at least it's not the Colby episode. Ew! Ew! I wish. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna see the fallout already of this Lucy relationship with Paul. It's uh, coming to a boil very fast. I thought that they they played this out a little longer, and I know there's more to it as the season goes through this, but this is a kind of a big one. So. That's where we're going to be coming up in uh, less than a week's time. And uh, in the meantime, here are all the plugs. I am at Slip with five eyes on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, on Twitter. And at Narbo's Podcast is where you can hit us up on Twitter. And uh, Courtney, why don't you talk about Instagram for you and for us? Oh, let me talk about it. I am on Instagram at Courtney.1293. I actually like... Uh, got so frustrated with myself for not remembering my uh, social media handle. I like changed my Instagram handle three times this week. I was like, okay, this might be easier. This might be easier. But none of them were easier, so I ended up changing it back. And then I wrote it out like ten times on a piece of paper so I could remember it. So you can follow me at Courtney.1293. The, the, and the 12 is Rob, Robbie Alomar's number. The 93 is the World Series. Is that no. right? No? No. <laughs> I mean, actually, it, it would be right technically, but the 12 is Robbie Elmar and the 93 is Doug Gilmore. Oh. Because I'm a fucking homer, and I'll fight you about I it. I thought the 1293 was how many times you want to bang clutch. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's way too low. That's way too low. <laughs> again, again. All right, where are we on um, Instagram? Anyways... Uh, if you're not as horny as Alan is, you can follow <laughs> us on Instagram. <laughs> or if you're more so. Or, uh, yeah, whatever. Well, unless you're Clutch. Clutch, you hit me up at my personal Instagram. You know what I'm saying? Um, the rest of you fuckers, follow us on Instagram <laughs> at Narbos and Broomheads Podcast. And despite the fact that we only have 38 follows... There are some really kick-ass Degrassi accounts that follow us, so take the time to check them out because they are awesome and they have a lot of really cool Degrassi trivia and Degrassi tidbits that you don't even get from this podcast. Unless, Ar- unless Arlo's on. <laughs> yeah, unless Ar- Man, Arlo, we miss you. Um, we miss you. <laughs> no, don't. We got in trouble. No. Oh yeah. Sorry. Yeah, don't, don't cancel. Don't. Me. No. Yeah. Yeah. We need. Shut down. We need James back too. I really want to see the interaction between Bertram and Granny. Uh, just think it would be great. 
I also want to see the interaction between John Bertram and Bon Gertram. <laughs> I love and Bon Gertram. Bon Gertram is fucking crazy. Uh, Barry, do you do trivia or something? Yes, we do. Uh, Ted and I do a weekly, or it used to be a weekly trivia. We've been taking a bit of a break, but we are bringing it back next week. So Yes! Next, next Thursday, which would be when? The 17th, is that right? Uh, next Thursday is the 16th. 16th, so there you go. My math is not very good. I'm not very good at trivia, but I do host it. Um, <laughs> that's why I host. That's why I host. So uh, if you go to uh, the Facebook and you go to Ted and Barry Social Distancing Trivia, join the group, follow us along, and we do trivia. We always reference Degrassi. We always reference wrestling. So if you if you like those two things, you will like our trivia. If you're smart, if you know a lot of book-type stuff, you probably won't do very good. But if you know a lot of stuff about wrestling in Degrassi, you'll do quite fine. Mm-hmm. Awesome. It, right. is, it is almost guaranteed. What's your slogan? Almost, almost guaranteed to be a good time. It's <laughs> so close. No way. <laughs> to be honest, it's so much fun. I actually really miss it. I feel like it's been mm-hmm. months since you guys have been on. So we, we did have a lot of people out. tell us. We, we did have a lot of people tell us, especially at the beginning of the uh, the pandemic, that it really helped them uh, find a way to socialize with other people. Uh, oh, I late, was one so. of those people. Like I legit look forward to your Thursday night trivia every week, just as an escape from fucking kids and life. It's yeah. good times. Yeah, we did a couple weeks sabbatical. We did a trivia trip around the world to get some new material, and uh, we're ready to yes. break it out this coming yes. Thursday. Can't wait. The social distancing stick that we did up, which was six feet long-ish, and, uh, yeah, it will be sought up with uh, the soundtrack of uh, Ave Maria. Is it What's on the <laughs> Doors soundtrack? Deep top, deep Car- Carmina Burana, isn't it? Carmina there Burana. you go. Yeah. There you go. You know what <laughs> And have her, Maria. What am I in? <laughs> yeah. Pavarotti. <laughs> and I will be putting that under the chop saw and sending it to the appropriate people. So, yes. And also, uh, uh, I'm Ted, just to end out, just to throw in my two cents. I'm Ted at uh, Sewa3. Uh, you can follow me like bulkbullies.ca is trying to follow me. All natural, single ingredient dog treats, hundreds of five star reviews. So they're trying to follow me. They apparently have uh, 1,440 <laughs> followers, and I don't know much about them, but they tried to follow me. So, anyways, yeah, if you want to be them, yeah, be them. Fine. <laughs> if you want to sing out, sing out. I don't know. I don't know. Your life. <laughs> I can't yeah, wait. Uh, Stick around for future episodes when Ted gives us the who follow me on Instagram report. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's many people. Well, it's not that many, but, you know. You know. <laughs> uh, all right, folks, I guess that's it. Thanks for having a listen. We will see you in a few short days. Good night. Well, I just said I Yeah, oh!